Warning, the following contains audio of two good friends attempting to discuss music with no qualifications whatsoever. No one asked for this, but you're going to get it. There will be shitty hot takes, terrible opinions, and impressions done poorly. Listener discretion is advised. Hello friends, one and all. It is us back again here at the Rude Book in Davenport, Iowa. It is time for the favoritist part of your favoritist, is that a word? It is now. (laughs) The favoritist time of whenever you're listening to this, it's time for music. Maria. And also Drake. Yeah. As I say this very self-consciously, I'm pretty sure I sound more nasally than usual and I do apologize to everyone's ear holes. Uh, Allergies are just a bitch, man. I have been sneezing. Pretty sure I went through a box of tissues today. I have some hot tea today as my hot beverage. Yeah, the, the mug says, get your game on. And I am going to get my sneeze on. Hopefully not during this recording. How are you, friend? We'll say before I say how I am, you don't sound super nasally to me. So I think it's all right. Um, but yeah, I'm all, I'm all right. It's been, I'm ready for vacation. I'm, I'm pretty worn down. But, you know, I'm always excited to talk music. So let's get into it. Absolutely. And for the people at home, since this is an audio only podcast, you know, worn down as you might be, you're still looking like a dapper gentleman. And that's some talent. So props to you. I am consistently looking like a homeless person worn down or not. So, you know, there's there's that. (laughs) Today, we are still counting down albums from 2023. Drake has his ranked. Mine are just there. I, I generally listen to these in 2023, and I didn't hate them. So, uh, yeah, if you want to let the people know what you gave me today, and I will do the same. Yeah, so the album that I gave you, which is ranked number two so far, you don't have a ranking. I do have a ranking. Um, <laughs> and I got to say, I listened to it again. I've listened to it all week because, I mean, I listened to it earlier in the year, of course. I stand by it. This is one of the best albums that I've heard this year. This is definitely... It's almost number one, honestly. But yes, it is uh, by Hacken. They are, I was wrong last week. I make a correction here. I said they were Australian. They are English. Um, they are an English progressive metal band. Um, did I say the name Hacken already? All right, whatever. You get it twice. Uh, and it's their seventh studio album, which came out of March 3rd of this year, uh, called Fauna. And it has a really, really... <laughs> whimsical cover I, I wanted to talk about that a little bit here it has a, a a humanoid monkey ape person sitting in a chair uh with a clock and a i think a, a mug of tea on the table and there's a, a picture in the background of an elephant in a tuxedo with a walking cane like he's jurassic park uh hammond there we go <laughs> i can remember the name yeah so that is the album i gave you this week though yeah man i do think that of all the projects you've given me to listen to just over the course of this project, this probably definitely has to be my favorite cover art. I think it was very whimsical. It was very fun. The monkey humanoid person is looking like a dapper gentleman. And it seems that he also keeps proper gentlemen in his circle because he has a picture of his friend, you know, also a dapper gentleman. So we love, you know, a couple of dapper gentlemen's. Yourself included. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I will go ahead and just get right into it. I don't really have a mini game for today. So I would love to talk about this album because it was highly enjoyable. 
I can understand why you liked it so much because it did have some certain elements of albums that I've listened to beforehand. Like I think the beginning track is where I will start. It is titled Taurus, which I am personally biased because I myself am a Taurus. Yeah, so I was like, that's neat. <laughs> Love that for me. And yeah, I thought it was a great intro just because of the gentleman's vocals. And with every episode, I got to ask you, who is our new friend? What is his name? I had to look it up because um, this is another band I'm not, like Catatonia, like I really enjoy, but I'm not familiar with everybody here. Uh, the vocalist is Ross Jennings. Ross Jennings. That can also be like a very British name. Ross Jennings. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna eat my bangers and mash, Ross. No, no, it's, I think it's borderline Australian. I'll just stop while I'm ahead. It's not working out. <laughs> Both of us are going down the Australian path here. We just think this band's from Australia. Um, I just wanted to add to, they're, they're very, they have a couple like very American names, like Peter Jones, the keyboardist, Connor Green is the bass player, but then they also have Richard Henshaw and Charlie Griffiths. So yeah, and then the other guy is Raymond Hearn, who's kind of on the fence. That's just kind of a, I'm not going to say generic name, but I can't find a better word. Oh, don't worry. I will. We love a good generic white name. <laughs> a band of generic white folks. Love that for them. Absolutely. So yeah, Taurus was a really great intro because I think that Mr. Jennings, his voice really reminded me almost kind of like an Einar Solberg, almost kind of like a dream theater where he's like very theatrical and very belty and very like wide. That's a very strange way, I'm sure, to describe somebody's voice, but that's how it feels. It's like very expansive. It felt like it just reached over, you know, the valleys and the peaks and everything in between. Yeah. I'm also bringing my hands out a lot. You can't see it, but I just want to demonstrate how wide yeah. this gentleman's vocals were carrying him. <laughs> it is very wide. He's got the range, yeah. confirmed. And yeah, I really thought that was a good introduction to who this band was because again much like everything else on this podcast i've never heard of these gentlemen a day in my life and i had actually been mispronouncing their name internally in my head this whole time so i'm glad that you said it twice i will say i don't know if that's how it's pronounced it might be hawken it might be hacken i have no idea so uh i don't know how you were saying it oh wow yeah i wasn't saying it like either of those i'm just i'm saying it like hoken like hoboken but without the b <laughs> Hoken. So I was just like, oh, Hoken. <laughs> like, this, maybe it's wrong. Maybe it's right. Who's to it say? It sounds like you've been watching too much of that Canadian hockey show. <laughs> I will say one last note on the name, though. I actually did not get into these guys for a while because I thought they were another band because my brothers were like, these, this band's great. And I'm like, no, I don't like them. I thought they were Dokken for the longest time, which is another heavy metal band. That's just kind of whatever. And yeah, when I finally listened to it, I was like, well, I should have listened to this a long time ago. Not to go on a completely unrelated tangent, but I've noticed with people that I know that that has happened. You're not the only person that's a, that has happened to. Not in terms of this band, but just the concept in general of thinking that you're somebody else and hating it and then realizing they are not that person. And then you're like, wow, they've been good this whole time. Because um, I was trying to get one of my friends from Wisconsin, shout out to Glenn. Glenn, uh, for some reason, just did not want to listen to Mac Miller for the life of him. And I was telling him, I was like, he's so fucking good. Like, especially listening to like Swimming, which is the album that you would listen to, and Circles, which was his post-Humus, 
posthumous. There we go. I got there. His posthumous album, Circles specifically. I was like, you need to listen to Circles. It's so fucking good. And he was like, nah, I don't like it. I think, and I was like, fine, whatever. And then eventually, for whatever reason, he caved. He listened to it and he said, I'm not going to lie to you. The whole reason why I didn't listen to Mac Miller is because I got him confused for Pete Davidson this whole time. And I'm like, God damn it. And he'd been missing out this whole time. So there you go. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, just as to, to round this off, by the way, uh, Hacken is actually pronounced Haken, like Taken or Bacon. Why is there an O? Why is the English language so weird? Is there no O? Well, then I've just been misspelling it this whole time. He's just, Drake is shaking his head. He's like, there's no O. There's no O. Oh, there, repeat, there's no O. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> Have your A's. <laughs> Bringing this back on track. Jesus Christ. I thought that Alphabet of Me was a very fun song. Instead of going track by track, I'm just going off the ones that made the impression on me. So for ease of time and clarity and whatnot. Yeah, Alphabet of Me. I was kind of confused on what it was at first because when it first starts, it's very funky. Like you're like vibing. You're like that gif of Jay-Z when he's not quite sure what he's listening to, but he likes it. Yeah, so in my notes, I just put funky, question mark, question mark, question mark. And then that's when the drums kicked in and it was more similar to the first two tracks that came before it. And I was like, okay, I get it. And then just some sick guitars, bro. That's how I put it in my notes. I was like, sick guitar, bro. <laughs> so yeah, alphabet of me. Weird, but I like it. It's actually funny that you bring that up because my brother sent me this song and because he was the one who showed it to me, of course. And he was like, I just don't know what to think of this. And I was like, I love this song. Like I like loved it immediately. I like when bands take that leap because they that's not what they sound like usually and it, it just it sounds so cool um i think one of the other things too that i like about this song it's my favorite song so i'm gonna go off on my own little tangent i apologize but there's the lyrics of this and it's one of the reasons i like these guys so much because they're like they're metaphorical but they're not like they're not like fucking donnie darko or something where it's not like what do you think happened in the movie it's like i don't know it's your movie you fucking tell me but <laughs> Like it's very, it's metaphorical, but it's like, it's an easy metaphor. Cause it's like one of the lines that I really like in the song, actually two of them, um, especially with the way I've been feeling recently, there's one line in the lyrics that says it's time to wake up and die or regenerate. And I'm like, that is such like a galvanizing line for me. I love it so much because it's like, you know what, Haken, I'm going to wake up and regenerate today. You know what I mean? And like another one, it's like, we're never going to reform if we replicate. And it's like, that's just talking about like changing, you know? these bad aspects of yourself not continuing things like that it's just it's great I, I really do like the lyrics in the song i'm glad you brought it up and i'm glad you like the song as well heck yeah that's super deep for sure i never really thought of it that way i kind of sometimes on like these first or second listens i'll just take the lyrics at like face value and be like oh generate replicate general word scheme that's cute and but no like in the context of it that is super deep and i love that uh, next on this wonderful track list, I have, I am not going to trust my own notes, apparently, because I just be misspelling things. So let me just actually pull up the actual track list of this album to make sure that I am referring to things appropriately. Oh, yeah. So Semp Eternal Beings is the next song that I had to note down because within like 30 seconds to a minute, 
there's like a random whistle that kind of just brought my attention for no reason. Like I'm just vibing, working, doing my thing. And then I hear it. It's almost like a slide whistle. Yeah. And I literally had to like pause it for a second and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is happening? What are we doing here? And then, yeah, for my notes, I just put, okay. <laughs> like Just in the most aggressive I was not prepared for a slide whistle in a metal album, and Drake is listening to it now to confirm. Please hold. It's going to drive him crazy. We, we were able to find it, but it doesn't not sound like a slide whistle. Like, I don't think it is a slide whistle, but it's definitely like a weep. And I'm like, what in the shit? <laughs> what was that? And then it like never appears again in the song. Literally, they're just like, weep. And again, because of my note, okay, <laughs> fine. So <laughs> I know it's not a slide whistle because I have indeed heard a slide whistle inside of a heavy metal song. <laughs> it was from a Between the Buried and Me album. Um, but yeah, I don't know what that is, but it is very interesting. It's probably just some keyboard effect. I have no idea what else it could be. Fair enough. Yeah. So again, funky, weird, but I'm into it. I just had to take a second to reassure myself of what I heard because... I don't know sometimes and again with like artists like these especially with the artists that you give sometimes like they are a little weird and out there and fun so it's not even so much that like I'm aghast at like a pseudo slide whistle <laughs> in a metal song just not something that I was expecting and I think that's fun <laughs> they do I also have a great time so me and Mr. Jennings and friends would probably get along absolutely all right and with that, actually, it looks like with the Sempaternal beings, there was another point in the song that got my attention. But because this song is a little bit longer in length, I think it's about eight to nine minutes, um, I just heard like the sickest guitar rip. And I was like, what song is this? And of course, I look up and it is the same song. I feel like that should just be a bit going forward where I am astounded by metal songs still being metal songs. And geez, Louise and slide whistles. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, telling you. Another note that I have is from Beneath the White Rainbow. I really liked the melody of his vocals on this, how it kind of, it was light. It was very like nice and light and airy in comparison to like the heaviness of the instrumental. And I think that juxtaposition can be very well done. And in this case, it was. I feel like those two things can be a little bit jarring in terms of like him being like really nice and melodic and not really screamy. But then... You know, when that guitar hits, when that drum hits, I think in this album specifically too, I didn't note it down in my notes, but I remember to talk about it, is I think this album had my favorite drums so far. I definitely felt that it was very drum-leaning, and I, I fuck with a good drum. More drums. Those are great. And then, yeah, it was like, great melody, great song title, Beneath the White Rainbow, like, always count on metal to have some funny song titles but i love it and then so yeah i was like great melody great song title and heaviness hell yeah i just wanted to circle back <laughs> to the point about the drums here because it's um <sighs> these off-time drums the polyrhythms the jazz influence drumming of prog music is just so impressive i've said it i don't know if i've said it on this podcast before but i think heavy metal drumming is the hardest thing in music in general because it's just it's crazy you have to separate all four of your limbs to do like four completely different things it's just the craziest thing they're so incredibly talented i watch some drum videos sometimes i'm just like how is their body doing this like i don't understand i'll actually have to send you one there's a guy called 
Krim or something like that. He's from Dumu Borgir, and he does a leper song on the drums, and the pattern of it is just insane. Like, it's just crazy. So, um, yeah, the drummer's insane, and, and uh, Haken as well. Hell yeah, we love that. I feel like drummers don't get enough love sometimes, so this will be our episode committing love to drummers. Speaking of drummers, before I go on to my next point here, I don't know if you consider him a heavy metal drummer, but if you ever watch those random videos of, like, Travis Barker just fucking around, man is, like, ridiculous. Like, this is just him not even trying, just, like, doing silly, goofy things, and even, like, practicing and just keeping his dexterity all, and he just does this, and then he does this, and then uh, you can't see it because it's an audio podcast, but he is twirling the sticks and then hitting, and it's just mind-blowing. So the talent cannot be understated. Finally, I wanted to talk about Elephants Never Forget. Let's talk about that, because I have a lot to unpack with this song. Before we get into that, I wanted to say, because you brought up the song name of Beneath the White Rainbow, is this the best song name on the album? It's not my favorite, but it's definitely the weirdest. And I just wanted to confirm with you, is that true? Do Elephants Never Forget? Can you confirm? I don't know. I mean, the elephant's set in stone in the picture, so you can't ever forget about the elephant in the monkey's humanoid house, I guess. Ooh, maybe it's the elephants we met along the way. (laughs) In any case, this song, if we're going to talk about weird shit, I cannot go without talking about this song because I just felt tired after it. I feel like I endured like a circusy, kind of Christmassy, kind of heavy, kind of ripping, put that shit in a blender turn the blender on and that's what this song is it's with the blender on it's not with the shit all blended up it's, it is during the blend that this song he did he did forget to stop it and then the thing that just like blew my mind and maybe not even blew my mind but just really made me think because i'm I imagine this is probably an intentional choice is that like mr jennings in his vocals just echoes like and i remember and i remember and i'm like well clearly are is is ross the elephant is that what he's trying to tell us he's the elephant in the painting there you go storytelling i figured it out you're welcome world yeah (laughs) who would have thought but then who's the monkey i guess we'll never know no the monkey is us we have the picture of ross jennings in our living room and i have tea so there you go beautiful the monkey is whoever you want it to be <laughs> in any case um title did have a, a deluxe version of this album with bonus tracks but as we have mentioned bonus tracks don't count so i mean i'm sure i could have listened to them and still had a merry old time but specifically with the conversations that we've had in the past regarding your thoughts on bonus tracks and whatnot have you i just decided to you know bypass those for this time but aside from that, I had a wonderful time, and I appreciate you sharing this with I'm me. I'm glad you had a good time with it, um, even if it was tiring for 11 minutes of elephant noises. Um, <laughs> no, that's just that's just a prog thing. So, you know, it, it lands sometimes, and it doesn't land other times. That's all right. Because I'm with you. I, I do enjoy this song. I do enjoy the length of this song. But there's a lot of bands that will have real long songs, and you're just tired by the end of it. It's like, why did you? You didn't need this song to be that long. You really didn't. But yeah, either way, I am glad you really enjoyed it because it is absolutely one of my favorite albums of the year. Alrighty, friends. It is now time for Drake's portion of the episode. Get ready to pack your bags, grab some sunscreen, maybe a map. 
because we are going to Cracker Island. <laughs> I thought about that while you were away. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> and yeah, I'm very excited to talk with you about this. It is the 2023 project from the virtual band, British by Nature, very animated, Gorillas with a Z. Yep, we love our Zs here on the podcast. And yeah, it's a little bit of a shorter project, but I did enjoy it. And I think it's really funny, just before I let you get into it, that we often sometimes, unintentionally, mind you, have like these parallels between the two albums we're talking about. And this is what I find, is that we were just talking about some weird shit <laughs> with Hoken, Haken, y'all get there one day. <laughs> with Haken and we are about to get to some also weird shit because the reason why I enjoy Gorillaz so much and I know people might be like this isn't a hip-hop album this isn't a man shut up they did a song with Della Soul and that's how I found them and therefore hip-hop adjacent to me and yeah it's a lot of fun it's a lot of electronics they have a lot of crazy features on this album which is bananas but yeah I'll quit my yapping and we'll get you on board. Welcome to Cracker Island. So actually, to further your argument that it is indeed hip-hop, if you go to Wikipedia, they call them alternative rock, art pop, electronic, hip-hop, and trip-hop. So there you go. You were validated. Before I got into it, because you brought up packing our bags to Cracker Island, do you know what the origin of that is? Like what the meaning is? I don't. And I, and I say that because I don't really bother to question them. Because I've known them... Since 2008, since they came out with, like, Feel Good Inc. with Della Soul, which I had mentioned. And I'm like, these motherfuckers are weird, but I dig it. And so, with this, I just imagine this is just them being weird. I'm sure there is a reason, and I can definitely look up their Wikipedia article to see if there's any insight. But for current knowledge off the top of my head, nope. I just assume that they're weird, and that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's as good a reason as any. But, yeah, let's get into this album, because I've been excited to talk with you about it. I enjoyed it a lot. After I got over the fact that they were indeed British humans and not anthropomorphic gorillas, I very much enjoyed myself. I thought Cracker Island, which is the titular track, was a perfect introduction to the album because I thought it was, it just, it really encapsulates what is coming with the album. Like it's very synthy and very weird, as you stated. And yeah, I thought it was a really nice opening track. It's a good track overall. And the next track after that, which is called Oil, I believe. Uh, I didn't write it down, of course, because I'm stupid. <laughs> I popped super big because you were talking about the guest appearances. And this one was the one that got me the most. Stevie Nicks from Fleetwood Mac is on this album. I would have never expected it. I mean, that's just a huge guy. I mean, Fleetwood Mac is a legendary rock band. So I, I wrote here, I underestimated how popular these guys are. But, yeah, she did great on the track. I thought she added a really, really nice layer to that track as, like... Because she didn't really do, like, a lead vocal at all, but she did, like, a backing vocal to the main guy that I don't know the name of, or the name of the person or the animated version of that person, so I don't know the name of him. <clears throat> After that was the uh, the Tired Influencer. I enjoyed the, like, the vibe of that track because, like, the song is called The Tired Influencer, and, like, they felt, the vibe of the track did feel like they were tired. Like, they felt, like, worn out. Like, I don't mean that in a bad way, either. Like, it just, it fit the mood of the track very well. And I was like, man, you know what, Gorillaz? Like, take a break. You know, like, take a break. You've earned it. But, yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I was actually just looking, because I know they all have their own individual member names with the 
people who are in the band. Uh, the person who's on vocals, the animated fella, the lead man, he is called 2D. And actually, I didn't realize this because, again, I don't know. When I enjoy things, I'll enjoy things. And there are very r rare things where I will just like go balls to the wall and know everything about. But with this, I had no idea that the gorillas have been active since 1998. Yeah. Holy shit. So no wonder they're tired. So yeah, 2D is our lovely frontman here. Been going since 1998. Um, Murdoch Nichols is the bass guitar. Noodle <laughs> is guitar, keyboards, and vocals. And then we have Russell Hobbs on the drums. And it just says, you know, them as a band, their universe is presented in music videos and comic strips and cartoons. And that's how they exist in the sphere of the world. So yeah. There's the answer to your question. Also, I did not find a reasoning for Cracker Island being Cracker Island. So again, we'll just default to them being funky fresh yeah. and weird. I'm okay with that reasoning. On to the next track that grabbed me. The track uh, New Gold, I felt like it was a microcosm of what I liked. The opening of the track, I should say, was it's a microcosm of what I think I enjoyed most about this album. Because it was very synthy. It kind of reminded me of that Weekend album you showed me a while back. Um, the one with Jim Carrey on it, which I can't remember the name of. I, I can see the cover because he's very old and he looks like he's frosted over. But yeah, it was very nice because I, I like the synthy stuff. And I feel like, because I actually have a playlist of a bunch of synth instrumentals that I'll listen to every once in a while. And uh, the problem that I run into sometimes is like, I want more vocals on top of this stuff. But like, usually when there's vocals, it sucks. Like it just takes away from it. It's not often that it's good. And I thought they did it very well here. And it's like still that very peaceful dreamlike synth that they do um ethereal that's another good word that they did really well and i thought that opening for how short it was left a real large impression on me uh the next song after that though yeah it's i put probably but it is my favorite song on the record uh called baby queen which if you want to go listen to that now go for it but like you can really get lost in it like i thought the rhythm was really good and like the hypnotic vocals of 2d there we go i remember the name was really good. I think towards the end too, with the synth, it had like a really good build the whole way, and it like reaches like a new height. Like he goes like up an octave or something like that on the keyboard, and I'm just like, this is just amazing. Like this is a fantastic track. It was the first one that grabbed me when I listened to it the first time, and then like each time I listened to it, it just got better and better. And then moving on to Tormenta with uh, Bad Bunny, uh, who I'm very acquainted with as a professional wrestler. A phenomenal professional wrestler at that. If we want a hot take now, I think he's better than most professional wrestlers in the world right now, which is crazy because he's a rapper and he's a singer and he shouldn't be this good. But God, these celebrities have just gotten so much better recently in professional wrestling. It's crazy. They get it. They're entertainers at the end of the day. But so I'm very acquainted with him as a professional wrestler, but as a uh, singer and a rapper, I'm not at all acquainted with him. I've been told he's very good. And I see why, because he's got a very cool and, like, chilled out sound to him. Like, he's very, like, you know, devil may care, I guess. I think it fit perfectly with the album as a guest spot as well, because the rest of the album, as well, I feel like is very, like, easy listening in a way. And I think he fit that uh, very well. And at the end of the day, I think Bad Bunny's very talented. It's very multifaceted in how he's talented. And I might have to go listen to what he's done, because I've never listened to anything of his besides the song with the gorillas absolutely i'm definitely on the bad bunny 
you know, support train. I think he's great. And if you want to see him be even greater at things, because like, and I think it makes this feat even more impressive to me, because I'm sure as we know, like English is not his native language. Homie does not really speak too great of English. Like, of course, he speaks enough English to be successful in the mainstream in America, no less. But if you want to see him really like do really great work as well, go watch his bits from SNL. He did like a guest spot in SNL and he actually like did comedy like he did acting in the bits and he is so funny for no reason so like i feel like he's just one of those humans that are just so good naturally and everything do i hate him for it kind of a little bit but more than anything i i love that for him so definitely look up bad bunny on snl when you have a chance a lot of fun that guy (laughs) he's like hey i'm bad bunny and i do things (laughs) that's great i'm definitely gonna have to look that up for the next track after that is called skinny ape which is probably my favorite track title for a for comedy purposes it's my favorite track title that has probably my like favorite course i think it's very catchy and like towards the back half of it, it's very upbeat and like kind of quick at the end of it like almost pop punkish which is not something i typically get into but yeah i did enjoy that track a lot the final track on the album is called possession island is my favorite song name on the album i really liked it it immediately gave me a mental image which is really really strong for a song title and I think it's a perfect ending song too, because it's very like piano based and it's, I, that's what I put, I put piano based and non-aggressive and I like that to end albums. Cause I don't, I don't need like, not that any of this album was aggressive, but like in terms of what I normally listen to, uh, like it's very aggressive the whole way through. And I, I like to get, you know, eased off, you know, I don't want anything too insane. Um, and like, I like that type of song or like the mid pace tracks where it's very like, slower and plotting like i enjoy those tracks a lot and one last note on the track talking about the guest spots they have beck on this final song which is incredible and it also made me laugh a little bit too because he's on futurama and he does a guest spot on it as himself of course and it's one of the best futurama episodes because bender is like paralyzed and he has to like and he goes on tour with beck and beck is so funny in the episode so yeah this was a a really good time going through all these insane guest spots and just the great songs and great titles in general. Like it was a good time. And good times were had by all. Love that. Well, Hey, thanks for your time. All right. So next week we are not going to do our favorite album of the year. Well, my favorite album of the year, your fifth album that you enjoyed this year. Uh, We're going to build the anticipation a little bit. Uh, And also, uh, next week is going to be Christmas. Uh, when this one drops, I believe it'll be Christmas that week. I don't know. I ruined the immersion. But <laughs> Remix. By the time you listen to this, it'll be Christmas. So um, we are going to detour into our favorite Christmas albums, which um, I'll just go into the one I'm giving you, which it kind of fits this year too, because it also came out this year as well. Um, I know you were, you made the joke off record. You were like, it's probably going to be the Mark Tremonti one, isn't it? And I was like, it's probably going to be yes. But I actually kind of struggled with it because the Philadelphia Eagles also do a Christmas album. And I also almost gave you that one. Uh, but I did settle on the Mark Tremonti one because I enjoy it a lot more. Uh, it's just Mark Tremonti, Merry Christmas. And he is amazing. So I hope you enjoy it. And it's for the children. It's for a good cause. What a good human. You don't have to pull my leg to get me to listen to more Mark Tremonti. You don't got to hold a barrel to my head and be like, listen, right now to Mark Tremonti. I'll be like, oh, God, please. I have a family. No, it's fine. I will happily listen to Mr. Tremonti. And um, I did listen to 
one of his Sinatra covers over the last week, and it was so fun. I love that man. That's why he's the head of my zombie apocalypse team. That's my captain. <laughs> For my own curiosity, which one was it? It was That's Life, because we talked about it during the T-Pain episode, so I was like, you know what, let me go ahead and listen to that. Because, of course, I've listened to the original and naturally listened to the T-Pain one. And I just wanted to listen to how Tremonti did. And he did fantastic. He's a stellar, incredibly talented human. So, going forward with my pick. A fun fact, y'all. We're going to let you in on a couple bits of inside baseball because we can do what we want here. We're having a good time. Uh, I originally was going to give Drake this album last week and literally we were in the middle of recording and he had to stop me mid-recording and be like, no, no, wait, hold on, hold the press. We are doing a Christmas album next week or two weeks from now. So I was like, shit. But I'm glad that we ended up at Gorillas anyway because you had a great time. So it all works out. But yeah, with that said, I, I actually still have not listened to this album yet. And I know I talked to you as I was recording how as soon as it turns to December, I put on this album, but I have not yet. I'm slacking. So we will both be listening to this as well. <laughs> uh, it is not a hip hop album. I apologize again or I don't. Whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, but it is my absolutely favorite Christmas album. I only listen to this album in December. There is not a time throughout the year where I listen to it otherwise. Um, it is actually from uh, Miss Ariana Grande. Yeah, she did a Christmas album a couple years ago. I want to say five years ago, six years ago. And it is just called Christmas and Chill. I like this album because it's like an EP. There's only a couple songs. It's very short. So you're going to breeze through it. Yeah. And my favorite part about this album is that it's just all originals. Original Christmas songs. And I feel like that takes a lot of creativity. Yeah, because people just do covers of your usual Jingle Bells, Frosty the Snowman type beat, which I'm assuming that Mr. Tremonti did, and I'm really excited to listen to those too. So I hope you enjoy it. Of course, I'm sure as you know, even if you haven't listened to her a ton, I'm sure you're aware she's a great vocalist, great singer, and I hope you enjoy it. All right, friends. Thanks again for tuning in. We will see you next week for our holly jolly Christmas extravaganza, and we'll talk to you soon. Love yourself, love the planet, and bye-bye. Merry Christmas!